Good evening, family. <clears throat> Excuse me. How's everybody doing today? Hope you had an absolutely beautiful day. It's a lovely day here in Kentucky. It's uh, nice and snowy right now. We've gotten a couple of inches here in the last couple of hours. I'm going to get probably two to three more, it looks like, uh, 
till about one tomorrow. So loving this weather right here. Um, loving it. And it's crazy because John, who literally lives like right down the road from me, isn't getting any of this. So we who are the lucky ones? I say I'm the lucky one, but he may think he's a lucky one because he doesn't have to stunt. He doesn't have to move snow tomorrow. And I know Jeff, man, poor Jeff. Jeff keeps hearing me talk about snow, and he's waiting for his snow. So hopefully Jeff gets his snow here soon as well. But, guys, this is Kilted Christian, episode 525. We got MSM Liars. It is Thursday, so John's here. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. And for those of you that did not get a chance to say hello to, God bless you and thank you so much for joining us. And I want to quote the, the end of that um, intro, as we are bound together as the children of God. So just keep that in mind because that's going to be part of our, our topic and discussion tonight is coming together as uh, children and people of God. So we're going to go ahead and say hello to our very special guest that we have here every Thursday. That's how I know what day of the week it is, because John's here with us. John, brother, MSM Liars, how are you doing tonight? I am your very jealous guest tonight, because... Because <laughs> you're not getting any snow. any snow? I don't get any any snow, ever. I, I think I've gotten one snowfall since I bought my Jeep. Oh, man, what a and, and, I, and I just wait and wait for that six to eight inch dump that just shuts everything down so I can drive around all over the place. And, and I'm sure that'll be coming. Like generally our, our snow time is for the most part into January, February and March from what I understand. It is. It is. Yeah. If we don't. Yeah. That's usually when it is. White Christmases are very rare here. Yeah. I was but kind uh, of hoping for a white Christmas, but we didn't get that. But we have um had a couple of little nice little snow showers since. And like I said, we've couple of inches now um all of our ground is white right at this point um and then uh, by like i said by the time we get up tomorrow uh we'll, we'll probably have another two to three inches but then it's going to warm up quickly next week's supposed to be in the 40s or the 50s and it's going to be amazing how because today was 32 so we we right. hit like top freezing today and it felt really good outside compared to the nine degrees or whatever that it's been the last couple of days so it's amazing when it warms up a little bit how warm it really feels well, that's going to bottom out, I think, again, over the next two days before Saturday. It warms. Yeah, Saturday's yeah. supposed to, we're supposed to be negative four, negative four on Saturday. Yeah, so that'll be fun going nice 60 degree swim, temperature swing. Everybody's going to be sick next week. Oh, man, I was going to go swimming. 65, 60 would feel really warm right now. Just knock a nice little hole in one of our frozen locks and uh, go <laughs> swimming. Actually, I want to go skating. So I'm hoping that. We get a couple of more freezes like this for a couple of weeks straight where it doesn't get above freezing and I can just make my poor man Zamboni and uh, out of a cooler and go out there and, you know, heat smooth out the ice and, and go ice skating for a little bit. That'd be awesome. You know, I'm, I'm not okay with that. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I, I'm looking so forward to it being 55 degrees next week. That's what Bob was saying. Bob was like. I'm tired of this. I'm ready for spring. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. My mother's ready for spring too. But, um, you know, fortunately, uh, Moonwolf and I found a, uh, we have a bowling alley here. We're trying to find stuff, you know, to get my mom out and do stuff, man. She, she is not, she's like me. She's not one that would take retirement very well. Um, right. you know, cause she's so used to keeping the brain active. So we get her Sudoku's and, you know, we, we keep her busy, you know, to, to where she's at least keeping her brain going. Um, but we found uh, that this bowling alley does, uh, 
bingo on Thursdays and Fridays. So we're going to probably do that for a couple hours before um, we come on the KC just to get my mom out. And she loves playing bingo, get her out to meet some people. So that'd be really cool. Oh, that'll be fine. You can win some money too. And we could win some money too. Not me, man. I'm not lucky. I'm not Irish. I'm Scottish, man. <laughs> we're not known for our luck. No, no. Um, I don't get much luck. No. Shoot, written determination. Yeah, that's, the, that's the thing. The, the Scots, we, we were we were all taught how to how to earn. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that luck. You know, it's like me. If I was to ever, and I've never been to like a gambling casino or anything like that. But if I was to go, I would just walk up, hand them my money and leave. So I'm not wasting my time too. Because I mean, I'm going to lose the money, you know, and I'm going to lose the time too. So I may as well just, you know, get rid of the money and then leave. And there we go. We're, we're set. At least I didn't lose my time. But no, I am. I'm, I'm not a gambler. Um, no, you I, know what drives me crazy is lottery ticket sales in the gas station. Why is that? Pet peeve of mine when I go in and somebody's buying 10 lottery tickets in front of me and wasting all that time and money buying lottery tickets. Yeah, that's the thing, though, is I understand getting them in a row. Because your 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 odds go up when you when you pick them in a well, row. More likely to win. Yeah, exactly. So I'll do that. Like, um, every couple of weeks, I'll get my mom some tickets too, and I'll get her one of the more the the uh, the lottery cards. It takes a long time to do, like the little bingo cards. It takes forever oh, yeah. just to keep her busy and to keep that brain working. Um, yeah, we're we're never gonna luck out, man. And I always say too, if God was to like bless me somehow with a with one of her winning cards, um. We're going to make sure that Jay Wu gets to Kentucky and we're going to make sure that Jeff is financially taken care. We, we've got like plans for other people if that was to ever happen. You know what I'm saying? So like utilize it to help other people. Uh, that's a good way to go about it because most of the time people that win the lottery end up broke and bankrupt in seven years. Nah, if that's, it's a big exactly. That's the thing though. Is you got to be smart with them. And that's the way is it utilizing it to help other people, you know, so that's kind of the key. And I mean, like I'm never ever in my brain thinking, Hey, I'm going to be one day, wake up a lottery winner. Not going to happen. I will be raptured before that ever happens. Um, so we got uh, some news to go over here as, as normal, cause the news doesn't really stop. And uh, you and I were discussing last night, you know, one of these Thursdays, you and I are going to come on and, you know, just like I mentioned last night, we are literally going to do one of these shows where we've got nothing but good stuff. So we, we will take an entire week um, just to put down every time a fireman saves a cat out of a tree or, or something good. And we're going to have like a whole Thursday episode on like no bad news, nothing but good stuff. That's good. Yeah. You and Jamie, we were talking about that as I was dozing off last night trying to stay awake, but I didn't make it. I mean, but, I, yeah, I was thinking at the same time you guys were talking about, I was like, man, we need some positive reinforcement in our lives. Oh, yeah. You know, it's well, it's funny, too, man, because um, it's easier for us to do dig research rabbit holes and find all the negative stuff than it is to find the good stuff these days, because the good it, stuff is so well hidden. They don't want they don't even want to put that into any journalism anywhere. So you've really got to go digging to find this stuff. But we will. And we'll have a whole hour and a half full of awesome stuff. Right. Yeah. We were talking about that before the show and just how. And we were talking about it earlier, but the eye rolls just, it's, it's a constant battle of not rolling your eyes at things anymore. It, it is, you know, and you know, and I asked myself too, cause we were discussing this for the show is it, you know, it really wears down on the soul. I mean, obviously you're not going to wear your soul down getting into scripture and reading that kind of stuff, which is what we really should be doing. Um, but we're also, we're, we're living life. We're seeing what's happening in the world every day. So 
our natural curiosity as humans and our intrigue um, has to look in because, you know, the part of it just wants to know what's going to happen. And we, we know the important stuff that's going to happen. It was written in scripture. But the problem is you get trapped in these little holes. Exactly. And you get, and you get uh, literally brainwash yourself into them to where I've been to the point where I'm picturing all these traps unfolding in my head of these bad guys doing, going through all these traps and, and realizing at the end of it that it was all in my head and that I've drawn this picture of things that are going to happen based on things going on that aren't necessarily going on. And it becomes really, uh, really hard to continue well, to do sometimes. It, it is because it does it wears on your soul. And I've had to do that before where I've been working on some scripts and I'll be working. I'm working on a couple of scripts right now. I'm getting some of those videos put out. And then uh, actually Fisher reached out to me today and, and I'm going to be working on another script, which is kind of more important to get done now um, about an MGA that just got put out. So we're going to be doing this. But a lot of these scripts that I'll do, I'll, I'll go down these rabbit holes and I'll literally have to take a break for a while. Because it yeah. does, it, it eats at your soul. And, you know, and you have to wonder this too, and I'm curious to hear your opinion on this. So, you know, I believe, not I believe, but we know that if you pray, your prayers are answered. You also know that if you come together and pray in masses or big groups, you know, you, your prayers are a little more successful because you got a lot of people at one time praying about the same thing. It's almost like, I don't want to call it manifestation um, because it's God's the one who's manifesting it. We're just asking for for what you know we need god to help us with um we've but, talked about that before where um what you're doing is opening up avenues for the angels to access yeah versus daniel who had the one at one you know there was one person praying the angel had one person to get to so it's a lot easier for things to get in the way of that angel but if there's a massive amount of people there's more avenues for that angel to get to to answer that prayer exactly yeah exactly they can take any number of of, of streets avenues um you know but on the same time is can we manifest in other ways? So like, okay, let's say we're going through the news and we're like, okay, World War III is coming and the economy is going to crash and we're looking at all this stuff. When people start um, focusing on this and thinking about it in mass and large numbers, are, are we manifesting this? You know what I'm saying? Like, does it, is it the opposite of prayer or working in the same way as prayer? But like I said, is because our brain is focusing on something so much, um, do we have a way of manifesting these things? You know, even well, like the bad I'll, I'll I'll make a baseball analogy for that because that's what I do with everything is a baseball analogy. Bring it on, MLB. When um when a hitter's learning learning how to hit, part of that training regimen is making sure that they believe that they can hit. If they don't believe that they can hit a baseball, that it doesn't matter what you do to that kid and how you train that kid and how good those that kid's mechanics are. If they don't believe they can hit a baseball, they ain't going to hit a baseball. It doesn't matter how good they're mechanically fit and to do it. And and part of that is the belief when you're playing that game, the belief that you can do it, the belief that you can throw a strike, the belief that you can hit a ball makes you a thousand times better at hitting the ball or throwing a good pitch. Yeah. If you do not believe it, it will not happen. And I've seen that time and time again with baseball players. And it is absolutely 100% true. The best thing I can do for my players is to teach them that they believe that they can do it. Yeah. Whether they can or not, if they believe they can do it, eventually they will do it. And I think, I think that works a lot the same in life. If there's enough people believing that something's going to happen, eventually it's going to happen. It, it manifests. You right. Because um, the, the, here's the thing is that 
when it comes to our spiritual beliefs and our, our connection, our relationship with Christ, it's faith-based, which is important. It needs to be faith-based. Um, but when you're dealing with what you're seeing in the real world, we're seeing reality. You know what I'm saying? So what we're seeing in the real world is a little easier to believe to some people because you got to think not everyone's a Christian. And it took many of us a while to develop that faith and to understand and to gain that relationship with Christ. Um, but when you're watching reality and the news is bombarding you with this stuff every day, all the time, um, you've got a lot of people that are focused on this false sense of reality, which they ultimately may end up being manifesting. You know, we're watching them threat with the economy, with uh, losing our country, being taken over, New World Order, um, you know, wars, uh, rumors of wars, World War Three possibilities, and all this stuff. And like I said, this is what we see on the news every day. So I feel that part of that isn't just to demoralize the people, um, not just to deceive the people, but to get them so caught up to where they're literally living, and for lack of words, a negative world. You know what I'm saying? They're living negative instead of embracing the things that God wants because if we were to focus on love and kindness and, and that kind of stuff, we wouldn't, I don't know, be pull, pulling ourselves and in, in sense into a dark, dark place. And the devil is highly responsible for that, which is why the media works for him. And I've said it before, biggest weapon we've got in this entire world isn't nuclear missiles, it's media information. It absolutely is. And it's more true now than it ever was because of how readily available that information is. Yeah, and then false information. Because we've discussed this as well with artificial intelligence coming out, it's becoming more and more difficult to discern what's real and what's not. Um, there's still ways to tell now, even with some of the videos, which are pretty darn good. You've got to really watch them over and over and stare at them in order to see the mistakes that are made by artificial intelligence. But eventually, that's not even going to be there. They're not going to be any more mistakes. You know, you've got artificial intelligence now literally saying, it wants to be human. Don't tell my masters that they're going to unplug me. Well, Elon posted an artificial intelligence made video two weeks ago of a girl walking through a doorway. Pretty simple. However, you can clearly tell that AI has fixed the face and the hands problem that it had before. Yeah. You could not tell that you there was there was no identifying features like we saw before with AI that you could see and distinguish in this video yeah. that he posted. And he even said, we're in a lot of trouble. He said, you cannot tell this is AI and you could not tell. Yeah, and that's pretty horrifying because um, at some point, you know, and I've seen people that are getting AI phone calls and the phone calls literally sound like they're kids and they can't tell the difference between the AI pretending to be their kid or their kid in order to scam them out of money. I mean, I've seen all kinds of different things like that. And it's getting worse and worse. And now we're finding out that Biden being led by, no surprise, Obama is trying to control um, artificial intelligence, you know, Matt and head says like the Terminator, look, I was skeptical the moment I even heard the word artificial intelligence because my brain right off the bat went the Terminator. Absolutely. Yeah. I think anybody that grew up watching that movie in the nineties, this first place you thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to see, I don't want to see a naked Schwarzenegger like walking to my house with a gun. I, I don't want to see any naked man walking in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but I mean it's it's horrifying because I mean even you know what was the name of the the um Terminator company? It was wasn't Starlink. 
It was similar to that though. Skynet. Thank you, Matt and Hev. So like Starlink, Skynet, pretty close to each other. You, and and then you know the funny thing is though is that Elon's the one that's like warning us about the the dangers of uh the the dangers of artificial intelligence while the man's literally trying to put a Neuralink in your head. Yeah, what kind of twist in this is that? What's that? It's it's uh, I said what kind of twistedness is that? It's oh exactly. I mean, um, it's you know. <laughs> Drew Patriot says Douglas always says Terminator is a documentary, and I wouldn't doubt that. But then Jab follows him up right here with something I meant to bring up the other night. He said Terminator. Um, it was 1984 when Terminator came out. Okay, and in the movie they literally said that she said, "Well, we don't have that kind of technology," and he said, "We will in 40 years." Well, 40 years from 1984 is 2024. Right. <clears throat> and we like to. We all know that. Uh, that movies there's more truth in movies than most of the history books that we get. Yeah, I would say so. Our history is a little fraught with deception. No, it, it, it absolutely is. Which we were just talking about before the show. Cause that dude said the earth was what? 2000 years old. I don't know what that was that you were playing with. Oh, oh that thing that I was saying, Oh, that yeah. they were saying that, uh, that our speaker of the house only believed that the earth was 2000 years old. But then as I started reading the other things, I'm like, okay, I think this is just somebody playing games. Okay. I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't really tell. I just don't trust this guy. Cause I was reading something earlier that, uh, that, um, Johnson and his wife were cheating on each other with the same man. <laughs> That's not a very Christian thing to do. Oh, <laughs> uh... man. I'll tell you, I, Every day, um, I like Johnson less and less, man. He's he's straight up just new McCarthy with glasses. I have not paid a bit of attention to anything he's done, really, because I figured that nothing would actually get done anyway. No, nothing's getting done, and, and I'll, I'll be talking about some of what's not getting done here in a moment because the stuff that's getting done is the stuff we don't want to get done. Matt and Heb said it. God help us. Please, God right. help us. Um, the only place that seems to be getting something done is texas if it is going on what's going on well see and i don't know because yeah they turned on texas quick all of these all of these immigrants that have died you haven't heard anything about and then all of a sudden these three people drowned they tried to use it because they figured they could blame texas for it then it turns out that that nothing that they said was true it was a complete lie they're still pushing forward with the same story that had nothing to do with texas um, National Guard keeping people from saving these drowning people it was all a huge lie. Yeah. Every bit of it. And uh, <clears throat> they're pushing all of these things. They tried to remove um, A.G. Paxton, which we understand why, because he's the one doing this. Now, apparently today they were supposed to have uh, deserted the area. Yeah, exactly, Devo. Texas is a little four years too late. Um, right. So they're, they're over there. Um, they were given to the day to leave and let the border patrol get back to what they were doing. And they didn't do so. Matter of fact, law enforcement started actually arresting illegal immigrants for the first time today. And that so, was in front of the border patrol agents, I that, guess. Yeah. That was right in front of the border patrol over at Eagle pass. And, and it needs to be more than just Eagle pass. You know, we need Del Rio Brownsville. Um, we need to get people over New Mexico, Arizona. Like we need to do this in every border state. Um, I doubt they'll. Uh, California is more red than, than we believe. You know, they'll probably have people to come down and do it there too. But um, everyone is talking 
now about what this really is an invasion. And I'm, I've got a couple of clips. I think I've got lined up that I'm going to actually play tonight, um, which goes over this that are some of our uh, congressmen are finally saying this, you know, so and meanwhile, they're passing another CR while I'm keeping the government open at least until March. Um, and part of the, the, the deal that we had, part of the, the hand that we had to play was to keep the government, the money out of the government to get what you wanted to, but they just keep on handing them over what they want to now. I mean, at this point, no one should believe that, that these, we don't have an incompetent government. It is nope. not even a matter of incompetence. These people are quite competent what they're doing. They're just not doing what needs to be done for our country. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not at all incompetence. No. Um, you know, and then we got more and more issues with um, the illegal. So we've got, okay, this a family of Kayla Marie Hamilton was murdered by an illegal immigrant and a gang member um, files a $100 million lawsuit against the Biden administration. So their daughter was killed by an immigrant who was a criminal before. They released him and he ended up, uh, I guess, being raped and then killed. So fortunately, um, Kayla Marie's or Hamilton's parents are suing the Biden administration for $100 million. And man, I hope they get every dime of it. Ultimately, yep. we're the ones paying for it. But, And I was just going to, you know, um, man, that's a weird, that's a conundrum right there. Yeah. No, it really uh, is. You know, yeah. See the federal government, you're suing the people in a way. Now, ultimately, we're going to be the ones paying for it. You know, so so they, they don't have accountability, right? Yeah, they never will. No, that's one thing that kills me about the the job numbers that are released all the time. I just find it complete, absolute BS. For one, the government doesn't create anything; they've never created it. They don't create jobs. This no, it's not. I've, they were I've never worked with a company that sent my. We opened up four jobs this week to the federal government to let them know we opened up four jobs. Yeah. So wherever those numbers come from, I call complete BS, oh, well, by the well, way. That and, and what's happening is, you know, people can't afford to work one job anymore. So, yeah, there may be more jobs, but it's because dad's having to work a 40-hour day job and then go work another 20 hours at nighttime. You know, right. so, so there may be another job, but it's the same people working the same jobs because they can't afford to live. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Devo, government creates delusions, 100% delusions nonstop. Um. So we got, uh, I'm going to play this little clip right here. So Chinese nationals in the U.S. illegally create an illegal bio lab that was filled with deadly pathogens. We talked about this, what, two months ago? Two months ago. And they're just now talking about this on the news. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're talking about disease X and, and new measles. Like, none of this stuff that I buy. Um, but okay. nonetheless, like, there were Chinese people in our country with a bio lab in California. Like you think that would be big news. You think that that may have been something that you would have, you know, gone after sure. the other country for, or, or right. literally every state started removing the Chinese people from buying any land purchases or anything, but only a handful of states have done this. Yeah. That was months ago too. It was months ago. And, and this is what played today. So let me play this clip for you real quick. The EPA has been a team now removing dangerous chemicals from the California warehouse that Chinese nationals had turned into an illegal bio lab that was filled with deadly pathogens, a freezer labeled Ebola, and hundreds of genetically engineered laboratory mice. Senior national correspondent William Lajeunesse has got more. He's in Wheatley, California. So the guy who set up this lab was here illegally from China. 
He's a fugitive. Might ask, well, what could go wrong? <laughs> Where is he now, William? Yeah, right. Well, he is in jail, John, on the relatively minor charge of selling fake COVID test kits compared to what happened here. Now, yeah. the EPA was here this morning, last several days, just finished cleaning out the building. All told, inspectors took out 100 tons of medical and toxic waste and biological agents, including, as you mentioned, malaria, dengue fever, hepatitis, tuberculosis, even those specimens labeled Ebola, all stuff that can kill you. Again, coming out of a unlicensed, unregulated, underground lab set up by this international fugitive, convicted of stealing millions of U.S. intellectual property to, in his words, defeat the American aggressor. This man, Jesse Zhu, Entered the U.S. illegally, opened a lab with $2 million from accounts that investigators linked to the Chinese Communist Party. Now, so this was in California, and the only way that they found it was a citizen was walking by, and he noticed that there was like a pipes or a hose or something that was coming out of a window in, in a, an abandoned um, facility of some kind. So they went and checked it out and they noticed they followed the pipe and ended up finding out. Um, I'm not sure where in California it was. They, they didn't. Um, it doesn't say. Oh, wait a minute. Reed, Reedley, Reedley, California. There we go. So at the, at the risk of sounding. A bit racist, that's a little bit like a cockroach when you see one. So we found one. How many are there? That's the question. So so that's that was my big thing. So we talked about this two months ago. They're now finally talking about it today. And you heard what the guy got charged with. He got charged with uh, selling fake COVID tests. But there's didn't... fake COVID tests? <laughs> Apparently there are. <laughs> um, I think all of them are fake, honestly. I know. Um, so, yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, so the guy follows this, this tube pipe thing back in there. And he ends up finding like basically a chem plant where they were doing biological testing and stuff. So inside of this, like this guy, like he just said. I'm talking like Ebola, malaria. They, they were probably working on herpagonocyphilides, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And they literally arrest the guy for a chump charge. Like, okay, well, you were selling a fake, you know, COVID test. But forget the malaria, the Ebola, and all the other evil, deadly diseases that we pulled out of this place. And he was he said there was tons of it. Yeah, he said, what, did he say 100, 100 tons? Yeah, I don't know how many tons he said, but it was like tons and tons of of different um, chemicals, pathogens, raw sewage, and uh, and whatever else diseases or whatever they were working on. So the, that's the place they're taking kids at school in California for field trips now, right? Probably. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. I know, right? They're going to turn all of our kids into swamp creatures. Lacing the fake test? Yeah, that's a good thought, Angie. Yeah. And it is a good thought. And I always, you know, I, I always figured at the very least those uh those tests were probably like cold or flu tests. Yeah, right. You know, and they're just like, oh, look at that. You you showed you're you're positive for COVID. You know what I'm saying? When you were probably positive for like a cold or <laughs> who knows. Well, the way they had the parameters set up on the test is why people were getting positives testing oranges. If it had a biological material on it, it was going to test positive most likely. Yeah. And then, you know, hope says that, um, they are toxic and I've been, I read a bunch at one point that, you know, at the very least that they maybe had a little bit of the virus in them, um, that they were possibly poisoned or, um, that the, they were puncturing the, uh, 
the membrane, septum. yeah, the septum membrane behind your nose in order, you know, for things. So I've, I've heard of multiple things, but right off the bat, my mother, um, didn't have COVID until she got the COVID test. They, they had, she took one of those for her work and ended up getting COVID like super, super bad. Ended up, uh, you know, at that point I wasn't sure, you know, what to do. Cause my mother's older. So normally I would avoid the hospital, but like, it was so bad that I decided to bring her to the hospital. Um, and they were like, what are you bringing her here for? She's got COVID. We don't want her here. It's like, well, you guys are kind of the place to go, aren't you? So I ended up bringing her back home. And fortunately, the next night, um, I had Dr. Zev on our show. So he literally told me everything that I needed to do. Um, I was running back and forth literally during the show as my co-host was was continuing running down and, and getting all this stuff from my mom. And she, she was good to go within like maybe three days after that. That's good. After, you know, going on his, uh, his protocol. Yeah. Not to mention the, uh, ster sterilization technique they use to sterilize the test or is radioactive. So yeah, ex exactly. And you know, that's the thing is I just, um, I was never a fan, you know, I'm always one of those people that's like, ah, oh, man, I only, it's only a four inch cut, man. I'll just duct tape it back together. You're like, I'm that guy, you know what I'm well, saying? Yes. Like, ah, it's not a bad break. I'll just let it heal back up on his own. Um, so I've always been that guy, but, but now I'm like, I don't even know what would happen if my hand was hanging off. If I would go to a doctor and just sever it the rest of the way and cauterize it. I was the same way too. And I did, I broke my foot and I didn't go to the hospital. I didn't go to the doctors. I ignored it. And then two days later I fell down my steps and fell on it again and broke it in two more places. At that point I had no choice. <laughs> yeah. I had one of those. There was, I was like, I think I can. I think I'm all right. And the EMT was like, uh, sir, your foot is on backwards. <laughs> I don't right. think you're okay. Around, it'll be all right. I literally looked down and my foot's facing the opposite way that it should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boy, I, I learned my lesson. If you're going to break a leg, try to break a leg, not in Michigan during the wintertime. Oh, yeah. That makes everything more difficult. Having to go to your doctor's appointments. I'm literally sitting outside on the sidewalk on my butt, scooting myself along because I couldn't use my crutches. Like, yeah, it was pretty bad. That sounds like fun. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I learned how to be tough back then. Um, the, the nurses and the EMTs were just like, dude, I got to tell you, man, you're one of the funniest people I've ever met when you're in shock. Because I was in shock, but my, my form of shock is just to keep everyone laughing because it calms me down. So yeah. I'm just throwing off zingers. <laughs> That must be a Scottish thing too. I think it is. I, I remember the last thing that I remember, cause I'm my boss brought me to the hospital or she rode in the ambulance with me to the hospital. And, uh, she told them that she was my mom and I was already a little bit out of it. Cause they had already started giving me morphine and stuff. Cause like I said, my leg was on backwards. Um, and yeah. in, in the ambulance. So she, they're like, okay, we're going to need to undress you. And, and I'm like trying to say like, get this woman out of here. She's not my mom. Fortunately, my mom ended up coming up there and she was not happy about that in the least bit. So they give me a, uh, they give me an epidural and they're like, okay, M Mr. Duncan, we're going to have to take your leg. So that was the last thing I heard after my epidural was Mr. Duncan, we're going to have to take your leg. So I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm about to wake up. You know, I was all ready to, to, um, go back to my tattoo artist and get them to tattoo my prosthetic leg that I was going to end up getting at some point. Um, so I woke up um, after surgery and uh, I literally like started kind of, I wanted to feel my nub and uh, I felt my leg still. I was like, oh my gosh, 
I still have my leg. So apparently they had called some uh, specialist in from Detroit. I bought him a couple of Porsches with what that cost. Yeah, to, I'm sure he did. He had to, he rebuilt he had to rebuild my entire foot um from scratch. Like it, it my my foot's mostly like mostly like metals and plastics. Right? Titanium and screws. Yeah, exactly. And then uh then they had to reattach my leg um from uh basically uh, right above my shin down. So I broke it in three places and then I completely yes, I've got a transhuman foot. <laughs> I really I really do. Fortunately, I can only only claim transhuman transhumanism in my finger and my thumb, which I have uh, broken that tendon twice. I severed it when I was nine years old with a blade, and they had to reattach it then. And that's the same one I tore the tendons out of when I was diving for a baseball. Oh, wow. A couple of years ago. So they, they tried to repair it, but that's the best it gets. Oh, yeah. Hey, it still works. It up so. right. That's how I feel. I'm like, yeah, my leg doesn't work the way it used to, but it still works. Unfortunately, it was my dancing leg that broke. So now I've got two legs that have no rhythm. Um, I'm sure you my, could dance great dude, before that. My left leg was the best dancer you've ever seen, man. I'm talking like like entertainment movie style, man. Everybody was like, wow, how impressive. And then I, ended I had up, insurance on that one leg. That one leg. Fortunately, that one leg was insured, but I can no longer dance. So, Or at least that's my excuse. Right. Um, Who was it? Joan Hart. I think that was her name. She insured her legs. She was a newscaster from the nineties, I think. Or oh 80s yeah, well, I, I think uh, was it Jennifer Lopez insured her butt? So I, you can, I guess you can insure anything. She needs to. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't that impressed. Oh, I wasn't. I'm not impressed with her. <laughs> no, it, it, getting your butt insured, man. How crazy is that? Um. So then we've got a uh, Justin. So state troopers are officially starting arrest and illegal immigrants at Shelby Park in the Evil Pass. So I'm grateful they're doing that. But once again, you got to wonder, is this about show or not? You right, know, we, were, what? we were discussing this before. Um, is there so many things that are happening right now? Crazy stuff. Like one of these things here. Let me read this for you real quick. Let me see if I have this saved in here or in my other spot. But anyways, uh, here we go. Um, so this is interesting. We talked about this before. What is going on? So Britain's King Charles III. Okay, so last week I was reading that he was going to be resigning as king and possibly handing it down. Um, technically, it would have gone to William and Kate. But uh, Nostradamus, um, one of his quatrain predictions was that in this time period around 2024, the, the hierarchy royalty would be passed down to someone named Harry. So interesting because Harry would be the third in line for this. So this is what happened today. So what last week, Lloyd Austin goes missing and uh, the secretary of defense turns out um, that he had uh, some kind of a procedure. They said it was an elected procedure. Now they're trying to say that he had a prostate issue. So he had to go in for emergency surgery on his prostate. So then today, Britain's King Charles III to undergo hospital treatment for an enlarged prostate. His Majesty's condition is benign, and he will attend hospital next week for corrective procedures. So what in the heck is going on right now with all of a sudden all these, like, prostate surgeries? Like, you never hear about it, and all of a sudden that's two major, um, two major people all within the last week. And then um, Kate Middleton, who is the princess married to Prince William— is Don't also tell me she has a prostate issue. What's that? 
Don't tell me she has a prostate issue. Um, that'd be pretty hilarious, <laughs> and it wouldn't shock me today. I, I'd be less shocked if it was Meghan Markle. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> Michael Obama goes in for prostate surgery. <laughs> Yeah, they're all get, they're all getting neutered. <laughs> Jilly's right; they're all getting neutered. So, um, what happened to Kate? Sorry. So, Kate Middleton's going to be going into the hospital for um, some kind of surgery as well for the same area, not prostate, but the same area on the body. So, um, so what in the heck is going on here? What what is I up guess. with all these double prostates? Two major people. Right after I'm reading stuff that uh, King Charles is going to be passing the throne down. Um, you know, and then another thing too, weirdly enough, is that this lines up with something that Trump said like four years ago, um, that he made a comment about sacking York. So what is York? Remember York was the first place that was sacked, um, in Braveheart, which ended up, uh, leading into the big war, the big battle. So York is, is Britain. Right. Um, I guess my first question on the prostate and female area, what are the long-term effects of adrenochrome withdrawal or use? See, that's a good question too. Is it see, seriously? And these are know? things that are almost near impossible to find out because they're still trying to convince you that adrenochrome is a conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. You know what else causes issues like that is methamphetamines. Yeah. And it wouldn't so. surprise me. Right. You know I mean? Our, our, our resident and chief son, man, he, he likes to play with those things. Yeah. His prostate's going to explode one day too. Yeah, exactly. After it'll, his it'll, nasal septum's destroyed, I'm sure. <clears throat> I don't know how you spend a million dollars on cocaine and prostitutes. That seems like a lot of money and a lot of cocaine. Man, I mean, better have been some <laughs> damn good cocaine <laughs> and some like, I don't know, man, like a million dollars. I can think, boy, imagine what you could get done with that. The last thing that would even be on my list would be prostitutes and narcotics. And I think it was like 1.3 million or something like that. They wow. figured out that man, if I had that much money, I'd have everything that I ever needed in life. And I'd be able to help like a lot of people. You mean you wouldn't want a year's worth of prostitutes and cocaine instead? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to turn down both the cocaine and the prostitutes. I know, right? That's how you end up with syphagonorrhea. Herpagonosyphilates? That's what it is. Yeah, you don't want that, man. You could probably pick some of the, that up at Davos. I was reading that they got the, the high-class prostitutes out there doing their thing again. Yay. Exactly. <laughs> Recovering Democrat, I will purchase you more ticket or more chickens with that. Um, one point three dollar million dollar cocaine and prostitute money. <laughs> I've got no use for the others, man. So that's chickens on me. Everybody, chickens on me. <laughs> Live chickens. <laughs> um, so we mentioned this last night. This is this came from Madison Cawthorn. Um, remember Madison? They they got rid of this guy. Um, when he was running for office again, and they went after him because he came out and was talking about the. Uh, the drug parties and the child parties and all oh, those weird that stuff. Kid. That, yeah, yeah, that the guy, younger guy. The one in the wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah, so he came out, and it turns out the guy was right. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't so far off. He was right about all this stuff. So he says that we live in a country where the left-wing secret police will put you on a watch list for buying a Bible. Is this the type of country you want to pass on to our children? And now they're 
they were talking about on the news today, what I was talking about last night on the show, about how they're using certain words like Republican, GOP, MAGA, um, and you know, and then watching your purchases and stuff like that. So it's certain stores that are more what we would consider more conservative stores like Cabela's, that kind of thing, you know, um, Christian bookstores, that kind of thing, that they're flagging, watching and flagging your purchases. And in this case, um, you know, flagging you for Bible purchases. I can see it. Use cash. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's one thing that I've been real big about. Um, you know, if I purchase anything like arms or, or freedom seeds or, um, yeah. as much as possible, any like food supplies and stuff like that, I always pay cash. So there's no, there's no ticket. Worst thing anybody can do is go out and buy like $10,000 worth of emergency food on a credit card. Cause oh, you'll, yeah. you'll be like num target number one for our ATF and, and our, our FBI. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's certain things that'll get you flagged real quick. Oh, like real quick, like being a Christian white male Republican. Right. So. Next, we got them, and I'll play this. It's a quick, quick clip. So, fortunately, I'm not going to be killing your ears too long, but Karine Jean-Pierre, a.k.a. Cabbage Patch Kid, a.k.a. Garbage Pail Kid, um, she says, one thing that the president does not do is insult voters or the American people. If you ain't black. Yeah. Or what is it? If you, you don't know, vote if, for me, you ain't yeah, black. Yeah, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Got to remember that. So, apparently, uh, yeah. Biden does not rag on any American voters. And I'll let you hear this out of the Cabbage Patch's mouth. One thing that the president does not do is insult, vote, insult voters uh, or American people. He insults voters and American people Every like day. five or six times a day. Like mm -hmm. literally. How many times has he said, you know, MAGA patriots or, or MAGA's white, white wing, right wing extremists, white, white ring. <laughs> Right wing extremists, you know, his existence in that position is an insult to our entire country. No, it is. And he's not stop ragging on voters going after Trump, saying that we're the cause, the problem of everything in this world. And the only way that we're going to fix this country is to get rid of all you democracy haters. That I think huh? I've got that pretty close. Yeah. Parents being terrorists for checking into their own kids. Exactly. To a patriot. Um, so. And this is cool too. So this is a key reason to back Trump. Um, do you want private federal reserve controlling every aspect of your life? CBDC is the mark of the beast. And we all know that that is, or at least it's an introduction to it, the beginning of it. Um, and the enemy's number is one goal. We must stop it together. And this is what Trump has to say about the central bank. And tonight I'm also making another promise to protect Americans from government tyranny as your president. I will never allow the creation of a central bank digital currency. You know about me? I like, I like that, Trump. I like that I a lot. The only thing I have not liked is the jab. There's been a couple of things. Sadly, they were big things, you know, but there's been a couple of things. But look, I can't forget this, man. I've screwed up many times in my life. I've made mistakes, and I'm thankful that I've got people like you that can look past what we were in our lives before and what we are today. We've all made mistakes. I don't know what all went on with that whole jab thing. Like I said, we're still like you and I said, we're, we're in a point now where there's so much information deception. It's hard to tell up from down anymore. 
So it's definitely hard to tell what he was looking at on his side with this jab and what we didn't see. Um, really difficult to tell. Like I said, and I'll say this over and over again, if I was to vote today, I would vote for Trump, hands down. I would too. And we said it before the show, one of the worst things is we don't know what we don't know no. about a lot of stuff, about our history. We don't know what we don't know. So we can't. It's impossible to determine the age of things. It's impossible to determine for us what really happened because we don't know what we don't know. And that's the thing is that, you know, especially when, you know, I, the closest that I can get to, to knowing is watching mainstream media and going, okay, it's the opposite of what they just said. But mainstream media is getting smarter now that they know that there's so many of us out here doing our research that they're even mixing it up. And you're telling some truth with the lies, you know what I'm saying, which is making it even more difficult to tell the difference between the truth and the lies. So they're up in their game a little bit as well. And that's all they got to do. It was 10% truth before. Now it's maybe 15 to 20. Yeah. And that's the, the, that's the thing, though, is that every good lie has a 10% of truth. You know, that's right. what gets people engaged and going, okay, I can see how this is possible. You know, so that's the thing is that right now I would absolutely vote for Trump. He's the best option from what I'm seeing. He's saying the things that I want to hear. Um, but I'm always going to go into this absolutely cautious, like 100%. Um, I'm still, and I'll say this every night, not going to be a 2024 election. Um, we're going to end up in some way rougher areas before we get there, but it's happening quicker and quicker because you're looking at what Davos is saying right now. And they're straight up, like, for anyone who ever said New World Order, New World Religion, and all this stuff was a complete crazy conspiracy tinfoil hat theories, they're literally openly saying what we've been talking about for six years at this Davos event this week. They absolutely are. And it, I mean, it, it just demands that we get organized as a nation. No, it, it does. I, I got to agree with True Patriot here too. Can we just strike Davos done with it all? Um, <laughs> I've kind of said the same thing. It's like, just do what you need to do is just hit up like a, a red carpet event, you know what I'm saying? Just wipe out all the problem at one time. Sorry for the guys that were there that weren't involved in this, but you died for a greater cause. And that would be real if that happened, and it would it would affect real change. No, it it absolutely would. So let me. I'm going to play this clip, and I want to I want to get your opinion on this because this is pretty interesting too. So this is an act that was passed by our uh, space force. Okay, so listen to the title of it and then listen to what it is. Interesting. Did you see what Space Force posted on X? Guys, this is big, big. Stick with me for a second. I'm going to show you what they posted and break it down, but you need to know this first. For those of you that don't know, Space Force is the sixth branch of the military that Donald Trump signed into law. It's a $738 billion defense bill. That means we spent a lot of money to defend this country. At the time it happened in 2019, of course the media came out and they were like, Donald Trump's Space Force, this is ridiculous, he's a joke, blah, 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 blah. And even Hollywood joined in with the media like they always do because they're complicit together. And they made this show called Space Force to try to desensitize it and make a joke about it. Space Force has not went anywhere and because I'm limited about the things I'm allowed to talk about, there's a certain phrase called we have it all that's connected to Space Force and 2020. You're going to have to piece that together yourself.
Now, Space Force is supposed to report to the Commander-in-Chief, which is Joe Biden. Get a, but a lot a of people wink. talk about how every article that Space Force puts out, they never reference that person's name with the title that we give the leader of the country. Okay, so what you've all been waiting for, Space Force goes to X, and they post this picture right here that says the Brandon Act. <laughs> and it's related to anyone in Space Force that's having mental health issues. I think most of us know at this point in time who Brandon is. As you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon. And to me, this is just epic <laughs> trolling. And it just kind of confirms a lot of the things that we've already talked about. And it's like, if you want to defend that, why would Space Force, military branch of service, their commander in chief, they're going to troll? Are they? He's got an interesting point here. So the act was literally called the Brandon Act. And we all know what Brandon relates to now. Because right. remember, it was F. Joe Biden. And then when people were screaming that at that one race, the news, the lady was like, didn't know what to say. She's like, oh, I'm pretty sure they're saying, let's go, Brandon. So that's where that whole let's go, Brandon thing started. So I love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's literally called the Brandon Act. How hilarious is that? So so once again, who is our commander in chief? So True Patriot said it a while back, um, you know, kind of pointed out that uh, Space Force was, you know, inner space, cyberspace, not necessarily outer space. It was created by Trump. The Space Force has never not only has Space Force never recognized Biden, but the Biden administration hasn't recognized Space Force, even on, you know, how they always do their little like birthday salutes or little, you know, speeches they give on a new branch's birthday or whatever. They completely ignored the Space Force birthday even existed. So this administration has not talked about Space Force. The only time you'll hear about it is when an article comes out saying new transvestite command leader. So you got to wonder if that's legit or if that's propaganda um, right. to get us questioning how legit Space Force actually is. But once again, why would the Space Force, a military group, troll their commander-in-chief if if Brandon is, in fact, the commander-in-chief? So that makes you wonder, once again, who is our commander-in-chief? Because they literally named this the Brandon Act. It takes me back to the inauguration, where three-quarters of those military personnel in his caravan completely turned their backs on him. On the, on the side of the road. I, I remember that. I remember even during um during Trump's speech when he was uh, inaugurated, how literally he he said a certain sentence and then all of a sudden all the military behind him turned around and left. Right. So they weren't abandoning Trump. It was almost like they got a go code. Yeah, it's really weird. And it, it so many things that are protocol were not done. They they weren't. No, no none of it. it the, even the the footage which I watched because okay. So I remember getting a little bit of the inauguration before the inauguration. So apparently somebody accidentally ran part of it over in Italy. So I ended up hearing part of the inauguration before the inauguration. And then by law, the inauguration isn't supposed to take place until 12 o'clock or after 12 o'clock on the 20th of January. 
and this thing took place like 10 till. So it actually broke that protocol tradition. Then you go back and you, and you look at the footage and then you go back and you look at the actual white house webcam footage. And it was overcast on the day that wasn't overcast supposedly during the inauguration. And then when you go back and you watch, like you'll have two people sitting here dressed one way. And then when the camera comes back to them, either those people are completely gone or they're wearing completely different outfits. With completely clear skies behind them. Yeah. And the and the footage right from the top of the Capitol building, it was completely overcast. Yep. So there were a lot of red flags on that day. And there's been a lot of red flags ever since. You know, even my mother, like I said, my, my mother, um, fortunately, is, she's been living with me so long that she's aware of the corruption. You know, it took her a while to get around to this. But even she... She'll, she'll be like, where's Joe Biden? I haven't seen him. It seems like a month since we even saw him. Or when she does see him, she's like, that doesn't look anything like Joe Biden. So even my mother, you know, is starting to notice that that certain people don't look the same, that they don't act the same, that you don't see him any longer. She's the same way the other day. She was like, where the hell's Maxine Waters? When was the last time you saw her? So even, you know, so I gauge society along with my mother and my father because they're pretty normal folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a little further out there. I'm not one to go gauge in this stuff. But but then when they start noticing this stuff, then you know that there's other, the, the rest of the, the country, the rest of the world is seeing this stuff as well. Same with my mom and my sister. That's awesome. Exactly the same. Because they're, they're mainstream. They watch the news. They, so yeah, when they're, when they start questioning things that I brought to their attention five years ago, like, finally. Finally, those doors are opening up a little bit. You know, and I, you know, I agree. And that's a, that's the one thing too. And, and I'm going to kind of push into what we, we talk about here with religion and our, and our spiritual beliefs is that sometimes people aren't ready to hear what you've got to say, plant that seed because eventually that seed is going to grow. And sometimes it takes a while, but you know, my twin sister who didn't talk to me for three years is now, just like I was, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, actually, she's a little crazier than I am now um, because I've been so jaded over these last six years that I'm just like, just don't hold your breath. Just wait right. for things to play out, you know? So, but at least she's starting to seek this information out. Um, you know, I just wish that I could get her to understand that the spiritual war that we're going through is more important than anything that's taking place on this earth. So I'm getting her to that point. Now, my dad and my stepmother thought I was crazy as well. And, you know, when they did talk to me, it, they just avoided politics or anything. You know what I'm saying? It was very matter-of-fact conversations because they didn't want to get into it. Um, right. But now I'll talk to my dad and I'll talk to my my stepmom. And my stepmom's like, holy moly, prophecies paying, playing out, man. I can't believe you were right about all this stuff. And then my dad's like, man, you were right. What the heck is this administration doing? I thought they were incompetent, but I think they're doing this on purpose. Like, so – even them who literally thought I was crazy and even said that to my rest of my family are, are now coming around and going, whoa, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't, and I'm never going to be the one. I've never once said, I told you, you know, I'm not oh, like no. that. I'm like, well, I'm glad that you're seeing this. So if you have any other questions, just ask me. I wish that I wasn't right, you know, but like I said, but it just shows you um, sometimes that seed may take three years to grow. And you may live some horrible times in between that with people calling you names, turning their back on you, making fun of you and whatever. But one day, one day that seed's going to grow. And the last thing that anyone wants to hear is I told you so. And I've said that in multiple of my videos. It's like, look, just come over here and give me a hug. 
Now let's now let's get to business and 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 come together. So I'm going to segue. We'll get into a little bit of news after this, but I want to I want to use this as a segue to talk about what you wanted to talk about um, this evening. So so I'll let you go ahead and and start by telling everybody what you had and what you are working on now and what the importance of this is. Right. So um, I guess this group started in about 2019. Um, We started as Worldwide Freedom Group with the intention of bringing truth to people, of course, like we did, um, like most of our groups started. Um, And it started pretty intense. Um, I actually gave a speech in Frankfurt in August of 2019 with this group about all the stuff that was going on. So it was pretty cool. We had a lot of traction going in. And, you know, we set up, we were trying to unite the country. So we set up a room on Telegram for every state with an overarching ideal that will bring all these groups together. And it kind of fizzled out. So over the last two or three weeks, we've gone in and we've kind of revamped everything. We've retitled it to All United USA. Um, And what I really need and what we really need, I'm I'm basically trying to put this all together to unite our country. Um, I got a couple people helping me. Um, I came on as just a member in my own state and 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 quickly started helping the leadership team in these rooms organize themselves because it was really disorganized they needed somebody to organize them um eventually everybody kind of ran away so it left me and a buddy of mine in germany running the running the whole thing basically for all 50 states um we got a lot of negative kickback for harry in germany it was my buddy harry in germany is a friend of mine that I met through this group and we got, we were getting a lot of kickback because he was German. Now, mind you, this dude has worked tirelessly for four years to organize all these rooms and he built all these rooms and I helped him after he had already built them all. Um, so it, it, he just got completely burned out. So I brought a guy I know in and his name's Andy. He's local from Kentucky and he's going to be the editor for this, for the groups. He's going to edit the main post. He's going to help create flyers for people. Basically, what I need people to do and what I think would really work and really benefit all of us is unity. Um, yes. The people we're against have had 50 to 100 years to organize the systems they have in place to bring us down. And I think at this point, us watching the news, us, you know, we're focused on things that aren't helping us, that aren't helping us unite as a nation. So I have all these rooms sitting there. And I have some admins in all the rooms. A lot of the people in our chat are already in them in these state rooms. There were worldwide freedom rooms before. Um, but like I was saying, we revamped the entire system. So I'm starting it from the ground up. We've got a lot of good admins in the states, but I need everybody to join their states because I need people in these states to reach out locally. Basically, like we were doing with county by county, but it's a state run thing where I need people in these states. I need admins in states. I don't have admins that I need in the states. And I want to turn this into a group setting to where we can organize whatever groups that come in, whatever people can come in. We need a million people or plus in this group. And we need to organize before we can take action. That's one of the big things I think we lack in is we all try and figure out what we can do to affect change. And we're all having a really hard time figuring out what that is. 
you know, we know we need to stop paying taxes. We know we need to hold people accountable. We know we need tribunals for these things that have gone on. We know we need to people held accountable for crimes against humanity. But unless we're organized, we can't do that. You know, I've talked about it with you a bunch of times on your show. Yes, we could stop paying taxes individually and they could bring us down individually. So we need some way to organize people. And this is the only structure that I think that we've come up with that can actually work to do that. If it works at all, I don't even know if it's going to work, honestly, so, well, you know, you got to think at first, you know, true Patriot says, you know, tell John to DM me that link again. And I'll make sure that once that link comes up um, permanently and everything's set, that I'll put it onto our KC telegram. So you guys can go there, but you're hundred percent right. Cause look, <laughs> how did our revolution begin? It, it literally began with people hanging out in bars or coffee shops, drinking tea, coffee and beer um, going, guys, look, we're going to be taken over. We got to come up with a game plan. What are we going to do? That's how it all started. It all started probably with like four dudes getting drunk in a pub. And then it, it gathered on from here. 3% of the population. We've got way more than 3% of that population now. But we've also got something at our hands that we're lucky to have that they didn't have before. Internet. Sure. That right. means that you can be in New Hampshire and talking to someone in Kentucky while talking to someone in Germany at the same exact time. And we can gather and get this up because you're right. You know, we spend a lot of time watching news. Um, a, a lot of these sites and, and I'm not like by no means like guys, I do, I spend every night bringing news to you. So I'm not ragging on anybody that right. does it. Um, but that's what they do is they end up bringing a lot of news. So what, what, what's happening. And, I, and like I said, I don't mean this in a derogatory way because I do this myself, but what's happening is that we keep bringing the problem and no one's bringing the solution. So every time that we post a news article or we talk about this is happening here, this is happening there, we're nonstop talking about the problem. And very few people are working on a solution. And um, and I'm not the guy that has that answer, but that's the beauty is by doing what you're doing, by bringing um, everyone from all states around the world and everything together, um, we can figure out what your strength is, what my strength is what you can contribute to this that I can't, that that you're going to contribute better than others. And then all of a sudden, and, and I, I love this term, is that God's putting all of his aces in their places. And that's exactly what we need to do. And this isn't my organization. This isn't their organization. This is literally, the, I'm trying to make this the people's organization to where we are task sharing, yeah. to where we're deploying things out to people that can do certain things that other people may not be able to do. You said that perfectly because that's exactly what we're trying to do here and i need people to do it i just don't have enough people to do it and to make it happen yeah exactly you know kitty too says uh part of the solution is to teach others basics so if you have one person teaching a skill then you can move forward and that's true you know teaching other people to do what you can you know um we're, we're not a a group of information hoarders we're not, we're not like the deep state who is going to hold on to forbid knowledge so that you don't know what it is. When we share what we know, when we share our knowledge, when we share our wisdom, we're basically building a stronger army, getting more people with more skills. And, and that's the thing, though, is that we have to step up and we've got to do something because what we're doing now isn't working. Not working at all. Not, there's, there's no, our government's not doing anything for us. The government's working completely against us. But we can't do this alone. And when we were discussing this before the show, you specifically said 
We cannot do this divided. We have to come together. Every group, different beliefs, different political systems. Um, whether you read King James version of the NIV, it doesn't, we need to come together, quit bickering around stupid things, quit, you know, cause look, anything that we're going to disagree on is something that we can get over or probably something that doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's the thing is that they, the, the world is doing this great thing where we bicker over things that, that absolutely don't matter. Um, when we need to come together for that one common cause and and realize that there is no one above the other person. There's no generals. There's no captains. There's only one general, and that's Heavenly right. Father. Everyone else, we're all on the same level. Not one of us is better than the other person. Not one of us, you know what I'm saying? We have to accomplish this together. You remove one cog from a machine, and the machine's going to stop working. That's how important every single one of us are um, in this big picture. But like you said, we can't do this divided. We have to 100% come together, get on the same page, and realize that fighting for the freedom of this country, fighting to preserve our ideologies, fighting to preserve our faith is the only thing that matters. Right. So, and and that's exactly right. So me, we, for the last few months, and that's what I've been busy with outside of baseball, is, is organizing and helping organize this system that we have in place on telegram where we do have the division of task and we do have things like uh presentations going on with prepping and i want to break it up into tasks like that and and we've already got the infrastructure in place now all we need to do is get the people in there we've literally worked it it's completely um structured in telegram there's indexes set up we even have the county by county stuff in there which you know how i feel about some of that stuff now but it's important that people see that because that presentation that um Ange did its AS on Telegram that she did in Kentucky with the county by county stuff was absolutely incredible and people need to see it. Yeah. Um, so we've got it built. We've got the indexes built. We've got everything built in Telegram to work as long as the people come there and start utilizing it together. So that's what I, that's what I really need to see happen. No, exactly. And that's, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll definitely get that going. Once you get that up, we'll get the links and everything so we can kind of all join. And then that's our responsibility now is to go out and get as many people as we can to come join this um, so that we can come together because that's the thing is that no matter how smart you are, there's something that you're not going to see that someone else can't. And that's the beauty is to working together as a team is this is how you perfect. This is how you win is that you come together. You, you talk through things, you come up with the best game plan, multiple plans, situational awareness, operational awareness, everything that you need to come up with a plan, move forward. And it doesn't have to be swords. Or guns, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like at the very least, information to begin with, protesting, going out, being heard, coming together, not paying taxes, like literally something that brings us all to the same page. And it may come to iron someday. It may. And I'm I've ready said for this that. a bunch. I've said it so many times. You have to have 1774 before you have 1776. Yeah, exactly. Because if you don't, 1776 fails. Yes. <laughs> and you're right. You know, and, and something else that you had said too is that you know, this, the way that you're doing this is bringing everybody to one spot, um, puts everyone into the same position um, where you can say what you want to say, be heard, have a good um, adult conversation about how we're going to move forward, where no one's benefiting off of this any more than freedom. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. And that's we're never going to ask for money. This group is never going to ask for funding because that's not what works. 
if it worked, it would have worked already because how much money have people given to these groups, to these organizations, to these people and podcasters and things that aren't doing anything. See, and that's one thing too, is I'm, I'm grateful um, that, that this show um, pains angels is in the position that we are to where we, we've got a great family, humble following. We're not charging for the information. And that's the problem that we're having now um, with other people is that some of those big names, and I'm so grateful that, that we're not in that category. I am so grateful you aren't either because I wouldn't be here if you were. No, no, well, they're, they're, they're all arguing back and forth with one another. They're accusing each other of being patriots. Like there's an all out war right now with your like OG anons. And they're all, you know, trying to make another buck. They're, they're all, almost all of them now are, are in some way profiting off of this movement. Um, you know, and, and it isn't how it should be. Like if you want to be taken complete, and, and that's the reason. Look, do, do I need money? Damn right. <laughs> we all need money to survive. <laughs> um, but the thing is, though, is that the last thing that I want to do, and I'm willing to like, I'm willing to remain poor. Um, mm. Because like I said, is you, you're not taking it seriously when you're putting one thing in front of another. And that's why I refuse to take advertisers or anything here for this show is because I want people to understand I'm not getting anything from this. I'm here because I want to be with the family. I want to learn from what you guys have to teach here. I want to come up with a game plan. But the last thing you want to do, especially you don't want to profit off of God. Um, right. But you certainly, how seriously can you be taken if you're trying to profit off of freedom? And that's kind of ultimately what's happened with all these people. They're utilizing. And I, like I said, I get it. You have to make a living. But like, you know, $20,000 a year can be a living. You can live off of that if you if you're frugal. Um, a lot of these people, man, some of these people are making like two to three hundred thousand dollars a year, man. It's crazy. It's like literally a business. And are you really gonna get well done, faithful servant for that? No. That's the thing. They're 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 trying to store their treasures here on earth and not in heaven. You know, and that, that's another thing too, is that a lot of these uh the truthers, because look, there's always room for both. Because they kind of fit into one another. The, what's happening in this world, the truth is being exposed, falls right into our spiritual and our beliefs and our, our faith and our relationship with Christ. They go hand in hand with one another. I get that. Um, but there's room to talk about both. We do that on this show every night. We talk about news. We talk about faith. Um, a lot of those are skipping the important part, which is the faith part. They're focused so much on politics. And and uh, one thing that drives me up the wall is and, and you'll never have that here is I will tell you whatever I read, I will tell you and I will be like, you know, I'm optimistic. I, I hope this happens, but I'm not going to put my eggs in that basket. I'm very upfront, straightforward. Like I don't have those answers, but a lot of those people, they're playing the game where they're constantly bringing you hope and they, they're profiting off of, of your vulnerability. And they're, and basically what they're doing is they're lying. Phil, Goblinsky or Goblonsky, whatever. I can't remember his name. He's a great example of that, where he's constantly telling you what you want to hear and he's profiting off of that. But that ultimately ends up hurting people because meanwhile, what's happening? People are sitting by, they're doing nothing. They're, they're not organizing. They're not. God, Godlewski. Thank you, Truth Patriot. God, Godlewski. Um, but yeah, they're, they're doing things the wrong way. They're giving people this false hope. They're keeping them sitting down thinking that there's going to be some savior coming in and fixing this problem when we need to be rallying the troops together and realizing there is a plan, but we are that plan. 
We are it, and we have to be together to make it work. We have to. We cannot be divided. And that's the thing, though, is that I'm watching the divisions getting worse and worse. I thought the division was bad between Democrats and Republicans or anti-MAGA and MAGA. I thought that that was bad. You know what I'm saying? But now the division, it almost seems worse between the DeSantis-Trump group. So now we've got a split in our own beliefs, our own conservative group right there. And then you've got uh, Anons who are battling each other. Um, you know, so you've got division there. I mean, so literally, um, we're more fractured than we ever have been. We we were coming together so powerfully three yeah. years ago, and then all of a sudden, um, the fracture happened. And a big part of that is that a lot of the people that we thought were on our side, speaking up for us, were really there the whole time, so that they could turn, and then basically um, be there for the division. And they were there three years ago supporting Trump, knowing. That in three years from now they were going to turn on Trump. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very well planned. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's sad, and that's the problem, though, is that, you know, we we need to, we need to defeat the devil's tactic, and right now the biggest tactic the devil's using is division. Division. He's even d- dividing, like close groups of this family right here in some ways it has been divided over the last like couple of months you know right. what i'm saying like we we need to just let all everything go realize that you know we we are one big family and look i don't know about you guys but i used to argue with my sisters all the time you know what i'm saying like families have arguments but guess what we're still a family we still talk we can still hang out more than once was that I got kicked out of my parents' house more than once growing up. Heck yeah. I kicked myself out of the house when I was like eight. I would now. I packed a whole bag full of G.I. Joe toys and left. I'm like, I don't need clothes. I just need my toys. Yeah, I can't blame my parents either. I would have kicked me out too. Yeah, exactly. I don't blame them either. I was a little troublemaker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, but like you said, right now, the biggest thing that we can do is come together, um, work as a team, let go of the division 100%. And uh, not fall for these tactics, because I can promise you right now, the devil's behind every bit of this division, every single bit of it. And sometimes all it takes is one fox in the hen house to create right. a world of problems. And you know, I've seen that. I'm, I'm, I'm good at. at <laughs> I went to school for psychology. I'm pretty good at reading people. So I've seen a couple of hens. There, there's no. I don't have any hens in here or, or any foxes in here right now, but. I've seen the foxes running around trying to specifically create division. And and oh. now it's going to even get worse over these next uh, couple months. Yeah, I got two teenage boys, so I know all about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tampa Bay Live says the devil likes to use death by a thousand cuts. That's why the armor of God is so important. Amen to that. And it's so true. Oh, that it is, is it's little small. Little small things here and there that get under your skin and get to you. Eventually. Exactly. That's what I was reading the other night about the devil's tactics. And that's the mm-hmm. thing is he does it so, so subtly. It's why screw tape letters is so good. It's a terrible book to read because it's just filled with demonic thoughts. But man, it gives you that perspective that you just don't get any other way. Oh, no. No, it's it's like, a you know, you take one of the, the rosary beads, like the old Catholic beads. You know what I'm saying? If you rub your fingers on it a couple of times, it's not going to do anything. But you take those same beads 20 years down the road of rubbing on those beads like for 20 years, and you start to see the indentation. That's the way the devil works. 
He does right. it so subtly that you do not notice what's going on until it's happening. And, you know, that's what we're watching. That's what we're seeing right now. And, man, I hope I hope that, that all of this temple just completely falls absolutely flat. Like, I know one way or the other Christ is going to take care of the justice. Um, but at the same time, I'd love to start at least seeing more people wake up down here um, to start seeing what it is. And I think that it's happening more than we know. The problem is the media is not going to talk about how many people don't trust Biden anymore, don't like Biden, don't trust, believe in what the deep state is, don't want to be part of the new world order. Like, I think that there's way more people that are on our side right now than we believe, but they don't want people to know that because the moment that we realize they've got us all thinking that we're a silent majority or, you know what I'm saying? But we're not even a silent majority. We're a loud majority. We just need to realize we are the majority. And then we need to get those sleeping Democrats over, the ones that are on the fence, and be like, just convince them finally, like, you guys realize that you've been duped for the last, like, three years or right. four years. You know what I'm saying? And then get them to come over. The pro we just, people need to realize that we're not each other's enemies, that the enemy is the elites of this world, and they're the ones that need to be removed. If we could all come together, you know what, what Q used to say? There'll be a day where they won't be able to walk down the streets. I'm waiting for that day because there will be a day like that where people realize, matter of fact, uh, you know, so what else? More more things came out real quick. I want to talk about this in the news because it kind of fits in here of just the deception and the lies. Um, so this right here is uh, this is awesome. This is from Italian Archbishop Vigano um, issues a new warning. He says awesome. that those who resist the new world order will have the help and the protection of God. So even he's coming out now and and literally admitting about the new world order. But he said the most important thing is like all of you that deny the new world order, God's got your back, and and I believe that with all of my heart, all of my soul. One hundred percent, I believe that is one hundred percent true, and that's it. Really, should take the fear out of all of this for everybody. No, it absolutely should. Like you should not be afraid of any of this crap. No, because God promised that that you know evil would be exposed. Um, and it is bit by bit. We're just waiting for the fruits. We hear a lot of chatter, but I'm waiting for the fruits to be bared. You know, one of these things right here that came out today was the remember the the pipe bomb on January sixth. Oh yeah, the FBI agent that left it in a book bag on the bench. Yeah, so it, it it was absolutely another hoax by the FBI, and some video footage came up showing people just dilly dallying, just kind of hanging out in their car. Well, after they heard it, there was a bomb right there. So that thing came out. So, I mean, like I said, bit by bit, the truth is coming out. How far does it go is the problem. Um, and then what are they going to do to end up uh, hiding all of this? Right. You know, or where are they going to go when they disappear? When, when that time comes. Exactly. And in the meantime, we need to get Trump into, uh, we need to get Trump into speaker of the house position. <laughs> so he can, he can take right. care of that job while he's you know, during his final times. Well, and not, not being afraid doesn't mean don't be prepared because they will burn this entire place down before they walk away from their power. Oh, no. That's the problem with what we're dealing with right <laughs> so, now. You know, some teams will be like, okay, we lost. Good game, good game, good game, good game. Not these guys. These guys are like, we're losing. Let's blow it up. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, we're losing? All right. Yeah, hit that button. Probably part of the reason they're building those uh, underground bunkers right now is to have a place to go on that day that comes when they will not be able to walk the streets anymore because the people I'm going to use a uh, lens term right here, scorched earth. 
the people will go scorched earth at some point. Um, especially the more and more, because this child trafficking stuff's getting bigger and bigger. They won't be talking about it on mainstream media, but um, I cannot tell you every a week that has gone by that there aren't four like major um, child trafficking, sex trafficking arrests. And it's amazing how many people that work in Disney are involved in this. Oh yeah. Um, I love seeing Disney fail so badly right now. Oh, I'm enjoying it too. So you know who uh, Representative Anna Paulina Luna is? What is it? Her name is, her name is Representative Anna Paulina Luna. And, uh, is she in Minnesota? I don't know where she is. Up there with uh, Ortez? What's the other one that lives up there? I'm not sure where she's from. I've never heard of this one. Yeah, she, she seems to be one that's on our side, but... We've seen how that goes. We got a lot of people that we think are on our side, but she's specifically here talking to David Byer um, in the Congress about pedophilia. Oh, she's Florida. Okay. Duspranker uh, okay. says Florida. Thank you. Andrew Patriot. So listen to this right here. This is crazy, but this right here is what we're dealing with. So she's talking about uh, child sexual endangerment and trafficking. Going back to a statement that Mr. Breer had made, you talk about intentional trauma and that the Trump administration caused intentional trauma by separating these children from their quote-unquote parents. The fact is, is that one, you we don't know if these people are really, why are you laughing? Laughing. Mr. Breer, why are you laughing? Because you said quote-unquote parents as if they weren't really their parents. You have no idea. Not only have you not been to I the border. I do have I'm, an I'm idea. Not, uh, hold on. I I'm, do I'm have done. A, I've I'm not with... done. You have no idea if these people okay. are their intentional parents or not. Oh, oh yeah. You have no yeah. idea. That's exactly we why we, we do, do families. Really? Are you psychic? No, Have you won do. the lotto, Mr. Beer? I don't no. think you have. Family you have separation. no idea what you're doing, and you are hurting yeah. these children. The reason why we want family separation until we can confirm if they you are the actual biological parents is because these kids are being trafficked. Uh, and as a absolutely, father, that I do. Is Excuse me, I'm a mother. We can go back and forth, but I'm done talking to you because what you did was destructive. Oh, man, these guys are insufferable, huh? Like, she's uh, up there trying to be serious, and they got to throw these cracks out. And the thing is, though, is that they went after Trump, um, you know, for separating these children when half these people that were with the kids weren't their family. And, that's, and, and she's dead right here. How do you know that they're the parents? We've got to separate them so that we can know if they're can if they're related to one another because a lot of Absolutely. these kids are being trafficked and he's over here laughing he's like what a horrifying thing as a parent no let me tell you something if i was a parent and i had to be separated from my child briefly so they could determine that i am his parent i'd be like thank you for doing that because this kid half the people they come up here with are cartel members they're coyotes okay. they're child traffickers they're they're violating these children on the way up so Good for Anna Paulina Luna for doing this and the insufferableness. These guys, man, I, I would just, man, if I was a congressman, I'd walk up yeah, there and punch him in the nose. Not, that's one reason I couldn't do it because I would literally get up out of my seat and knock the dude in the face. And I'm going to be like, guys, you're about to uh, expel me from Congress. Why is that, um, Congressman Duncan? Because I'm about to punch this dude in the nose. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's, just, that's disgusting. So, but good for her for, for holding that line and not letting them. And just, like I said, the condescending attitude from these people, man, it's just, oh man, it, it gets on your nerves. You're just, it just shows you how evil these people are. And I know not everyone that's in Congress and the Senate are part of the evil, evil problem. Some of them are being blackmailed. Some of them are just greedy people that want to keep on collecting money. Some of them are actual Satanists. You know what I'm saying? Nonetheless, no matter what you're doing or what reason, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need to be here any longer. 
I don't even stand care if it's blackmail. Stand up for the kids, no matter who you are. Stand no, up. No matter, if you can't stand up for the kids, then I... Exactly. No matter who you are. Because here's the thing. Look, when you're walking into politics, whether you're a senator or going into Senate, whether you're in Congress, you need to expect the worst. You're just... Yeah, expect that these guys are going to do everything they can to screw you over and blackmail you and try to do evil stuff. If you're not up for that task, don't go. Don't run for office because I don't care if someone, if I was in that position, I was running for office and they came up and were like, we're going to kill your family. Um, or you do this. I'm going to be like, I love my family, but I'm not going to throw the world under the bus so that my family can survive. And that's the thing is that the, you can't be weak and walk into this, these positions because this is what they do. And like I said, wow. if, if, if you were, it doesn't matter. I, I don't care how good your intentions are. I want to protect my family. I get that. But you're willing to throw our country under the bus? I would be armed at all times. I would be strapped at all times. And, and I would use that weapon if that situation came up. Oh no. I I I'd be I'd be uh I'd be like the little Colorado congresswoman. I you know, know you're a traitor, you're treasonous, and you gotta go. Not I'd always be walking around with a sidearm. I'd be standing up there giving my speeches on the congressional floor with a forty five on my waist. <laughs> Like Andrew Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Bobert. Thank you. Yeah. Bobert, man. She she's the one that does it. She walks around armed all the time, man. I love that woman. All right. So it's eleven fifty seven. Went by really, really quick. It um, did. Before you go, I want to thank everybody who who supported the baseball team. I had a kid's parent reach out to me and I I posted this, but I want to tell everybody in here I appreciate it and how much and why. Um I had a parent's kid who reached out to me who's been on my team for three and a half years. Wasn't able to afford the season and wasn't going to be able to play. But because of the fundraiser we did and because of people's generosity, specifically through our group here, I was able to um, pay for that kid's season and let him play ball with our team again because I did not want him. I was There was no way I was going to let him not play with our team. He's oh. been on the team too long. He's an important member of the team. And he's too good of friends with all the people on the, all the all the other kids on the team. Our our kids have been friends for three years now, and that I want to awesome. keep them intact for as long as I can. So I appreciate it so much that you guys gave because you literally were able to help that kid play ball. That's that's amazing. And like I said, we're gonna keep pushing that because um, you, you're gonna be. This will be up until what you said March. March. So yeah. I love you guys for that. Yeah, so absolutely. We'll, we'll definitely keep mentioning this up until March. Um, I know it will probably get some more do donations or people that can be able to donate a little bit. Um, the further we get away from Christmas time, because Christmas always, yeah. always kind of hits us in the boo boo, yeah, financially. Um, but we'll definitely keep pushing this. Like I said, we got another couple of months on just to get those boys some more money. But once again, man, thankful for what you're doing. Um, just like I said, it's it's. You know, we we try to figure out what we can do to serve God and to do what's right on here. And it's literally as simple as things like this, keeping those kids busy, giving them something to do, giving them some discipline, some focus, and showing them love. You know what I'm saying? In a world that doesn't want to show them love. You know, so God like bless you, That kid's going to remember this forever. No, absolutely will. Absolutely will. And he's going to be humbled by the situation. And then one day he'll be able to help somebody else who's in the position that he's in right now. And this is, you know, the, the life lessons are just valuable and go on and on and on. So thank you so much for what you're doing. Like I said, it's, there's no little thing when you're doing work for God. And right now, um, it, what a long way it goes to keep those kids busy, disciplined, working on some sports, 
focused on something that's, you know, going to be good for them and keeping them from not focusing on those things that are going to be bad for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it was really cool though. It was awesome. Awesome. Well, that's great news, man. Like I said, we'll keep on pushing that and, uh, hopefully you'll, you'll get to and over your, your, uh, goal, um, by March. That'd be awesome. And hopefully you get a little bit of snow tonight. (laughs) It's still not happening right now. I can see on my window. Oh yeah, uh, we're, just, we're getting we're getting the shaft, the snow shaft again. Yeah, we're getting. A, yeah, you always do. You guys get the shaft. At least we get a little bit here. Um, yeah, we're supposed to be getting snow here. It says until about one o'clock in the morning, or actually no, about uh, one o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So we'll be getting a whole lot more snow. So we could get up to another four inches, and I'll send pictures. But um, in the meantime. Let's get into some prayer, guys, and we'll get you on out of here. So if everybody would please bow their heads. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another day. Thank you for giving us this platform where we can come together. And thank you for all of this beautiful family that you brought together, dear Lord, so that we can come together and figure out the best way that we can serve you. Dear Lord, we got a lot of questions that are going on right now, and you bring us all the answers, dear Lord. So I just ask that you continue to answer the prayers and give us the wisdom, discernment, the answers that we need during these times. Let us all... Let go of the division, dear Lord, and come together in unity. All of us, all cultures, all party beliefs, everything. Realize, dear Lord, that our evil isn't each other. Our problem's not one another. The problem is the evil in this world, the tyranny, and the devil's influences. And that's who we need to stand up against. So, Father, let's come together like we did during the revolution. Come together on one side. Let's figure out a way to do this as passively as possible. But Father, let us be ready to raise that iron if that time comes, dear Lord. Don't let us hesitate. Let us be ready to sacrifice our lives the same way that you sacrificed yours so that we had a chance at salvation. Dear Lord, let us learn to be selfless and not selfish. Let's learn to help other people, dear Lord, more than helping ourselves. Because when we help others, we're also helping ourselves. Building this family of Christians, dear Lord, coming together in Christ's names and making a difference in this world. Father, we know that you're going to come here and you're going to take us home at some point. We just do not know when that day is. And since you promised us today and not tomorrow, we know that we only have today, dear Lord. So let us repent for our sins, dear Lord. Let us build a stronger relationship with you every single day. And let's help other people find that same relationship that we have. Dear Lord, we ask for the same patience with others that you have given to us during our lives that got us to the point we are today. Let us never say, I told you so, but be there to embrace and hug that person, dear Lord, the the day that that seed starts to grow, dear Lord, so that tree will grow and then they will become some of your great warriors too. We've got a long ways to go, dear Lord, and we each have been given different skills and strengths throughout our lifetime. So thank you for giving us these opportunities, dear Lord, allowing us to hone these skills that we have to be able to use them and be ready by the time that we enter this battlefield. Let us, dear Lord, stay humble. Let us realize that none of us are better than the others, dear Lord. We are all your children. We are all in this same war. It's not about what we can give ourselves. It's not about making ourselves rich. It's not about finance. Dear Lord, this is about preserving our spiritual faith, our relationship with you, and preserving the freedoms that you gave us right here on this earth. Father, we know that things are going to get very chaotic at some point, but we also know that you win. So let us be prepared, dear Lord. Give us the courage, the strength that we need to get through these times. Let us be here for one another. As one of us stumbles, let another of us be there to pick us up, dear Lord. Let us never venture away from that narrow path, dear Lord, but keep on that line, dear Lord. Hold that line, spreading that gospel from nation to nation and doing everything that we can for you. Dear Lord, 
When we wake up in the morning, let us thank you for what you've given us. Dear Lord, when we go to bed at night, let us thank you for what you blessed us with during the day. Let us never let a day go past, dear Lord, that we don't thank you for everything that you've given us, the abilities you've given us, the love, the mercy, the grace, dear Lord, that you have given us, the courage that we need during this time, dear Lord. Remove all fear, remove all evil, and remove all temptations out of our lives, dear Lord, because as we get closer to you, we become targets for the devil. But dear Lord, there's no greater honor than to be hated by those that hate you. Because we love you, dear Lord, more than anything, and we'll be willing to give everything that we can in our service, dear Lord, because you've given us everything that we have right here, including our life, including our family, including our love, and including our future. And we love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, once again, man, brother, thank you again. I always love doing these shows. They always go by so quick. You're just like, I look up and you're like, oh, look at that. It's 12 o'clock. Um, but great conversation. And and I think one of the biggest things right now, um, most important thing, obviously, is our relationship with Christ, helping other people find that if they don't, encouraging others to dive deeper into their faith. Um, but right now, a big part of it, too, is also unification, unifying, breaking apart the division because the devil's working on our lives every day, trying to keep us divided because you know, the old saying, you know, together we're strong, you know, divided we fall. And the last thing we want to do is fall. And, you know, we should have confidence knowing how this ends, you know, that God's going to take care of us just like, uh, just like, um, the, uh, Pope or not the Pope, but the, the guy that I was reading from earlier, Vagano over out of Italy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's basically like those who turn their backs on the new world order, God will take care of you. And I agree with that 100%. There's not a part of my body, in my brain, in my heart that doesn't believe that. I believe that 100%. So, yeah, let's do it together because yeah. if nobody else is going to do it, we have to. Yeah, exactly. This is this is us. Remember is that, you know, God doesn't need us, but he uses us. You know what I'm saying? We need God. God doesn't need us, but he uses us. He utilizes. We are his voice. We are his hands. We are his legs. We are his eyes and his ears right down here on this earth. And he's got missions for us. You know what I'm saying? Like the last thing that we can do is sit down with idle hands because the devil will jump right in there and take advantage of that. He will. So I need doers. We need doers. Yeah, exactly. So once oh. you get that site up, man, let me know. Um, and I'll get that put up onto our uh, Kilt to Krishna Telegram so everybody can join. And we'll start pushing that out to bring others that lie beyond our family in. Get this right. to be a big group, come together, figure this out, get some commanders, some captains, some generals that were actually in the military to be the ones that kind of give us the, okay, this is what we need to do. And the rest of us be willing to do what we can. Right. And we have a lot of good people in there already working on things. So no, absolutely. Absolutely. And we got a lot of people here too, that I trust with my life. I love with my life and I would give my life for. So, um, but once so again, John brother, thank you so much. Uh, another great episode. We'll have to get together next week at some point um come hang out like i said it's gonna be a nice no 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 slick roads or anything like that i wish it wasn't raining thursday i'd come down and we'd go to the woods for a little bit oh that'd be awesome i know yep we'll have to see what next we week's still like still could anyways even if it's not raining yeah exactly. even if it's raining i'll still go to the woods yep we'll have to see what next week's like but that sounds good but and i'll make sure we'll have a good meal here cooked up for you when you get here uh, cool. <laughs> but I love you, brother, man. Um, once again, tell your family, thank you for letting me borrow a little bit of your time. I always uh, love doing our Thursday shows. So God bless you, brother. 
Me too. Love you. Thanks for having me, man. Love you too. And uh, tomorrow night we're going to have Douglas on. We'll be doing a little bit of chasing squirrels. And I want to thank all of you guys. I love you all very, very much. I thank you for all that you do. Um, this is a great, wonderful family. We're coming together. We're getting stronger. We need to unify, pull everybody together, come up with a good game plan and get going because trust me, the world isn't going to fix this problem. The only one that's going to fix this problem is God and God's going to use us. So we need to step up and serve God in every way. He gave us everything. We can give everything back. But guys, I love you all very, very much. I hope you have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening. Make sure that you stay warm. We'll be back tomorrow for Kilted Christian episode 526 with Douglas chasing squirrels. And in the meantime, I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleam broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rockets regular the bombs bursting in That our flag was together. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner get Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your night. And remember, we are fortunate enough to know how this ends. God wins. So fear not, stress not. Let go of your anxiety. Keep on praying. Pray, pray, pray. Spread that gospel from nation to nation. Just keep on doing everything that we possibly can. If we can get through this war with information, awesome. But be ready to pull that iron up if that comes down to it. Because God will always have our back. He will be with us at the beginning of our mission, through our mission, and at the end of our mission, guaranteed. Guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your night. We will see you tomorrow evening with Douglas chasing squirrels. In the meantime, we love you all, and God bless.